Hey everybody, this is Alex, and I'm coming at you straight from the perch, and this is Lunchbox Radio Sunday Edition. Before we get started, I just wanted to thank everybody who's listened to the last episode on about what I'm watching this season, although I do need to make an addendum there. I totally forgot. I, and this is this is totally a real thing I do, I don't always make it through the whole episode because I, I can't, I can't, I can't, mm-mm, can't do it. Um, I pour myself a lovely drink. At night, usually Sunday night, I sit down, I turn on Crunchyroll, I debase myself by watching World's End Harem, um, which if um, you do want to watch that show and the censorship annoys the daylights out of you, not because you're, you're, you're like a gross person try, trying to see them anime titties, but because you're just like... Just censorship bothers you in a way that, like, when you see the censorship, you're like, ah, this doesn't... This do- it's not that this is, like, a thing that shouldn't be censored. It's more that, like, it just bothers you because censorship bothers you in general, which it does me a lot of times because I'm me. Um, you can, you can, there are alternate, there are alternate streams for that show, is what I will say, on some sites and they are not centered so um you can one of them starts with the letter h um you i've given you enough hints already you can go find that thing and like when you let me put it this way when you see part of what that first episode censors you're like oh i get why but also who like on some level who cares just to like, there's just nipples there, it's fine, whatever. Um, but on that note, I want to talk about today because of what I'm wa- because of why I did that episode, which, as you probably realized, is an odd episode for a third day edition. Um, it's because of what I'm working on for next third day, um, which I'll tell you at the end of this. But before I tell you that, I want to tell you about the the thing that, that that my like little project had that my little project that the my that the thing I'm watching made me think about the most or one of the things that made me think about the most and that is like real historical events and their effect on um on media and on anime in particular, and on how people tell stories and what they put into those stories. So for that reason, I'm going to use three shows. Um, The first is going to be um, Grave of the Firefly, for obvious reasons. The second is going to be, um, what's it called? Uh, Moral Penguin Drum, which you'll find out in a minute. Um, and the last is going to be Gundam Double O. And if you've seen any or all, all of those shows, or even heard of any of all of those shows, you're probably like, those are three very different shows. What the hell is Alex talking about? What I'm talking about is really this. Is, um, political, is, is not political, um, 
actual events that have affected, that have led to shows being made that kind of orbit around them. So, um, I want to kind of start in the middle because I think it's probably, it's probably the least known event for, um, some of the listeners of the podcast. Some of them are like, oh, I know what event he's talking about. And you're like, your eyes got real wide for a moment. But, Muaro Penguin Drum, um, is by Kunihiko Ikohara, the guy who made, um, Sarazanmai, I think, most recently, but he's best known for, for Revolutionary Girl Utena, um, the, 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 um, Yurikuma Arashi is the, it's the third series that I'm thinking of that I missed, but I'm sure he's, and he's worked on, um, I believe he's worked on Sailor Moon stuff, too. But, um, he's got a very Sailor Moon-esque style, and, but he, at least with the three shows I just mentioned, Yurikuma Arashi, Sarazanmai, um, Moral Penguindrum, deals with a lot of, like, highly emotional things, um, he deals with sexuality in just about all of his work, um, most, most explicitly in, um, Yurikuma Arashi, which is just like, it's okay to be a lesbian, it's fine, Le- people, people can be lesbian, it's fucking fine, um, but the thing about that, I, that's like most morbid about Muaru Penguin Drum is it's, A, it's treatment of, like, the the concept in the show called the child broiler, which is really college and the educational system and how the educational system can have a, like, beating down of childlike and childhood aspirations in a way that it doesn't seem intended, but certainly seems... Like a thing, people some people don't mind, and it, it that's one that's like one concept in that show. But the big concept in that show is that in the I forget the three main characters' names, but it doesn't it doesn't really matter for the purposes of this. Essentially, the three main characters are shown living at home, living in a in a really poor like oh. Almost in like a really, really tiny apartment, like a one room, maybe two room, uh, like a two room kind of little shacked on shack in Tokyo, which these places really like places like this really do exist. And they're shown as being super stylized, so you don't notice it much at first, but they're shown as being very poor. And... The entire time, there's this, like, question of, like, there's these three, there's these, there's these three, there's these three kids, they live by themselves, they're very clearly family, the two brothers are very clearly family, the main character of the sister is very clearly, like, it's very clearly their sister, there's nothing weird or creepy going on there, but... It. The parents feel absent in even an odd way for 
um, anime, and it, at first you don't notice it, but then you start to notice it more and more and more. And what come what you what you come to realize throughout the show is that the reason why parents are absent is they are members of a Japanese cult called Om Shinrikyo. And if you've ever heard of Om Shinrikyo, it might be um, in relation to um, Hideki Anno, who um, many people believe was um, spent time with the founder of Om Shinrikyo, like a significant amount of time, may even have been involved in Om Shinrikyo. Um, and it seems, seems like if that were true, he would probably super regret it because Om Shinrikyo is responsible for like one of the more horrifying domestic terrorism attacks A, ever, but B, in Japan's history. And I believe it was the early to mid or mid 90s, they uh, tear gassed an entire freaking subway train. Like a rush hour subway train. And, but the thing with Shinrikyo is, it is true of a lot of cults, not just um, Shinrikyo, but they were not super smart, is what I will say. And like later on, they and I, I'm not sure they still do this, but um, they used to show up on like Japanese daytime talk shows in like hilarious, full-on, like prince purple silk pajamas because the world's a fucked up place. But they were not. Um, and if you're looking for, like, a primer on this, and you're like, oh, this sounds weird and psychotic, and I would like to know more. Not to participate, but to, um, you know, um, be, like, it's, like, that's a thing you'd be interested in. You can go listen to a great four-part podcast on it on, um, Life Podcast on the Left covered this pretty exhaustively. Um, but... Th- they were not super... didn't super have their shit together. <laughs> and when they gassed the train, they fucked up. And a, and a few of the... Um, of the Om Shinrikyo members who gassed the train just ended up in the hospital because they fucked up the... They, they, like, fucked up the delivery mechanism and got stuck on the train with the gas, which is very bad. Um... And I think a couple people even died. I think some of the... I know the Om Shinrikyo members just went to, went to prison. Just went to prison because, you know, they got to train. That's not cool. Um, but the... So what Moana Penguin Drum does a really good job of make, making sure if you know the historical events that it's referring to then, like, you know more of what's going on. You don't need to know it, but it really helps. Because they, um... They're like... They do the, like, our parents did some bad things, that's why they're not here. Something about a train. And, like, you... You need... It gives you the A and the Z. You need the other letters in between yourself to, like, know what the hell... And I, it's just it's a really interesting thing. So the next thing I'm going to talk about is um, 
Grave of the Firefly. Then I debated doing this or the other one, the um, other sad one about World War Two, but well, Grave of the Firefly, Grave of the Firefly has been called by like Roger Ebert um, to be like one of the greatest movies about the consequences of war of all times. And what Grave of the Fireflies does so effectively is it it allow it allows you to personalize the bystanders of a war and the and the people who have nothing to do with your with whatever your conflict is. And um it it, it, it essentially does the exact opposite of what Tanya the Evil does, which if you've never seen Tanya the Evil, I know I'm bringing a fourth show here. It um that for all intensive purposes asks you to put out of your head the consequences of you know this this military unit just committing like cascading war crimes. <laughs> In order to like win a thing, in order to like win a thing, and it like it it asks you a flaw a question within a flawed premise that can't be answered because the premise is just fucked. It's just fucked in that show. Like if you're if you're entertaining the like question of like how do you survive when being X blah 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 blah, like you need to stop watching that show. That's not the point. The point is they made a show about a little Nazi girl, and they're like, isn't this? Eat this up, otaku, and it's it, that that show's not okay. Show makes me unner- unnerved, and it's I, I however find it hilarious that um my friend Alan is super into that show. <laughs> like that dude, Alan, Alan's very not white, and I just find it his step. I'm like, really, dude? <laughs> Your skin tone is too dark for this to be allowed. Come on. I thought we all had an agreement. Like, Nazi bad. <laughs> Every here this is probably shaking his fist to the sky. Like, God damn it, Alex. Um, but... It... Grave of the Fireflies really does this, like... It... It's... Point of the tragedy porn... Of it is to make you, it to force you to think about the firebombing of parts of Japan and the ultimate. Um, it doesn't show you. It doesn't show you the bomb. It does that in the other one. And um, I forget the name of I forget the name of that movie, but it's done by the creator of um, Black Lagoon. Because he's Black Lagoon for this slightly too, but that's a different thing. Um. And it it's meant to make you think about the events that would ultimately end World War Two in on a human scale and not in the way that like a history book is like and then they drop fat boy and little boy on you know Nagasaki and Hiroshima respectively and whenever the date is. And the reason why I do the whining um, Ben Stein voice is because that's what history books do. They like they give you the facts of it, not the like emotion, not the emotional weight. They can't, and 
Grave of the Firefly does such a good job of doing that. It does such a good job of providing a like a real human, a real human cost and explanation to the idea of being anti-war. That it's it's incredible. And then the last one I want to talk about is um, Gundam Double O. And I feel like these are these are swinging wildly, and they're all they all have terrible nightmarish things in them. Um, Gundam Double O is a post nine eleven show, and you can you can also do this with Terror and Resonance, but like it's super it's super apparent in both if you look at them. Gundam Double O is a show that is about the idea of like war just being a thing that doesn't happen anymore. And, of course, it's a Gundam show, so, like, all Gundam shows are in some way about, like, conflict, about, like, global armed conflict bad. Um, (laughs) war bad. Watch these robots shoot real good. That's kind of how Gundam shows go. But, with Gundam Double O, it... It feels like the show is... This show that exists after 9-11 happened because it has very clear, like, tower imagery. It it deals a lot in, like, Middle Eastern conflict and intervening in Middle Eastern conflicts and the like. And it... It also, ten, it also attempts to really have an actual conversation about what it looks like to attempt to stop all con- all human conflict ever and have a real conversation about that and what that means and what that turns into and the cascading effects of that and who and also importantly who benefits from um that kind of conflict it doesn't do quite do the like oh fuck this is fucked um approach of something like Gundam Hathaway, which if you've never seen Gundam Hathaway, a um go just go on it's on Netflix. Go watch Gundam Hathaway. Go have yourself uh treat yourself to a movie and watch yourself and watch Gundam Hathaway. It that's in goddamn gorgeous. It's it's unfair how pretty that movie is. It's incredible. I did a episode on it in the feed. You can go check it out. Um, in whatever app you're using to listen to me right now. But in Gundam Hathaway, it, the thing that's really stunning about Gundam Hathaway and the thing that's also stunning to an extent about Gundam Double O is they show you the real, meaningful, lived, and continue to be lived consequences of, oh, fuck, a giant robot showed up in our city and, like, just landed on top of my apartment building. Just fucking. Then that's why I don't have an arm. Or and then there's also um in Gundam Double O specifically, there's like a pretty good and I think pretty successful attempt at the like unintended consequences of war kind of thing. And they have like a 
They have a stand-in for Minoski. They, they, I mean, all Gundam shows have Minoski particles. It's, 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 it's the way they make sure they can have real good um, beam saber fights instead of it's all heat-seeking missiles and nonsense. Um, or it's all, like, laser-guided nonsense missiles. But the, the particles that come out of the um, Trans Am systems, or the, like, weird, hilarious muscle car name system in the back of um, many of the mobile suits have degenerative effects to human beings. So you meet a couple... Uh, character in the show who got just too close to just like a foot too close to a Gundam engine and like now they like they can't feel on they can't feel anything with their left hand like just like weird shit that's like um if you've ever heard of like the burning trash piles that um armies have and the resulting cancers that like people who have like shoveled those piles in army um on army bases have as a result, you know that's a that's a real thing. That's like a real thing that happens all, all the time, <laughs> and it's <laughs> that show sh- really shows you in one of the most effective ways in Gundam in Gundam really what the cost of like wielding giant robots as tools of war is on every on everybody who just didn't agree to that, who didn't have a say. And um that's also true once again of Gundam Hathaway, which once again is fucking beautiful. Um so uh definitely go go watch those three go watch those three things. One um I believe Moro Penguin Drum is available on High Dive. I know that. Um, Gundam Double O, I think, is on. You can probably watch that on the Gundam.info channel on YouTube, straight up, um, in some way, shape, or form. Um, and Grave of the Fireflies, I think you just have to rent or buy some on one of the various stores. It's a. Like, movie of historical importance. So, it's <laughs> it'll be on iTunes. Trust me. And also, with, with Grave of the Fireflies, be, be ready to cry a lot. Just be ready to cry a lot. Be ready to cry a lot, is what I will say. Um, and that brings me to what the next Thursday episode is going to be about. The next Thursday episode is going to be about a little, a little show that's just, like, just a little show. You might have heard of it. You might, you might have heard of it. It's called Attack on Titan. On that note, I've been Alex coming at you straight from the perch as always. And this has been Lunchbox Radio Sunday Edition. And I will talk to you on Thursday. <laughs>